dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan. This is my co-host, Heather Parry. Hello. We're outside. We're doing our audio d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming that people are listening to these in order, but maybe they're not. So I guess we'll explain. They are our pre-Halloween, pre-season seven, mini-sode <sighs> countdown. Haute cuisine mini-sodes. From 13 More Tales of Horror. Yes. Can I just draw your attention to the magpie having a bath behind you? It's very cute. It's having a little bath in the bird bath. He's a chuggy boy. I put some um, fat balls on the windowsill this morning (laughs) um, and all the birds have come back, which is quite pleasing. Oh, lovely. Yeah, we used to have a little, um, uh, like a bird feeder that stuck on the window with a suction cup. And as you can see, there's still a suction cup on the window, but there's not the bird feeder (laughs) because what happened is a particularly fat bird sat on it and it fell off <laughs> I thought you going to say the magpie had it away he might have, well no I believe a fat bird sat on it and it <laughs> fell <laughs> so now I just put it on the windowsill but they don't seem to mind well that's nice Yes, that's how twee my life has become <laughs> putting out fat balls for the magpies see in, in like comparison to that I spend a lot of time looking up at my windows like this cursing the fucking pigeons that live right in the, oh. in the awning why do you curse them? Because they're very loud. I like the cooing. Oh, yeah, but oh, it's beautiful. Now I've got two cats, so it oh. will send them absolutely mad. And then I'll have just a cacophony of animal sounds going on. Oh. Can I tell you that today I fed my cat, my cats, and they usually like to like meow pathetically before I put their food down, but I'd put the food down while they were just waking up, so they didn't get to do it today. Mm. So they like to make a pathetic <laughs> like meow, meow, meow. But obviously. Uh, Ernesto wanted to make the pathetic mewing sound but also had his mouth open to food so it sounded like this <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the video of the, the piggy cat that he eats by just fully opening his mouth as wide as it'll go and just putting it on the food and like scooping it up with like, his oh, face hungry hippo cat yeah hungry hippo <laughs> it's great it always makes me laugh <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that we are getting more and more off topic with yep. each passing day I'll get back on. So today we're doing The Ring. Oh, now I've got it open at a completely wrong book. Wrong book? Wrong you know story. what day it is. Oh, you know what God. we're doing. <laughs> I can feel the fever coming back. Um, You're I'm just, just hot, hot, Heather. <laughs> we're doing The Ring by Margaret Bingley. Now, can I say, I was obsessed with this story as a kid. Oh, I could tell. I thought it was, I mean, on a reread, it's not that good. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, this is incredible. And I remember writing several like rip-off versions of the story where I would basically steal it's the a bracelet. Same... Yeah, right? <laughs> or it would be like a, a locket with someone's picture in it. It reminded me of an episode of Round a Twist. Yes. Which really used to scare me. Like, yeah. I couldn't watch it. We should do Patreon of Round the Twist. Oh my god. How when what year was that out? How old did I say it must that have right? been the 90s round the twist and it was Australian it was great yeah I, I, I think I was as well. slightly too young to be watching it maybe um, it, first, it started on in 1990 and ended in 2001 so oh weird so in the middle of that I would have yeah it would have been like 8 or 9 you aged into it yeah and I, it really used to freak me out yeah it's good though it was good maybe yeah. for a Patreon we'll do that yeah write like in that. if that's what you would like um, yeah so I loved this 
Okay. On, on a reread, maybe not. But at the time, yes. So here's what's going on. Kate is soon to be 16, and she's fallen in love with an antique ring. Ringo. Um, <laughs> it's a red stone set with diamond-like chips and a gold band. Fair enough, sounds pretty good. Um, it is everything she is not. Elegant where she is dumpy, adult where she is childish. Oh. Oh. But it is undoubtedly very expensive. Um, so she goes into check and finds the most handsome guy ever in the shop. He tells her that if it fits, she can have it for £20. Mm. I know. All right. What's he want? Mm. And guess what? He wants his ring something. Well, I've got a theory, actually. All right. That we'll come to later. Um, and guess what? It fits her ring finger perfectly. And weirdly, when he puts it on, it seems to shift and change Ooh. to fit her. Weird. Hmm. Um, so she puts it on on her birthday and immediately hears her mother say, what a shame her fingers are so fat. Which is like just kind of, I mean, it's just horrible. Like, it is. What, I won't, okay, I'll get into this comment in a minute when we've actually figured out what is going on. Her mother has not said that out loud. Huh, interesting. She also hears her stepfather say, I'm pretty sure I'm the only man who'll kiss her today. Why can't she smarten herself up? I've just realised that this is, of course, your hell, because this is, like, your anxiety. Maybe this is, maybe this book is the source of, of all your... my fears <laughs> in life. Yeah, my anxiety is, like, everybody secretly hates me and they just aren't telling me. And the horror here is, Kirsty, that she can hear people's horrible, shitty thoughts about her. Um, and I'm like, it, that does sound like literal hell. Yeah, but see, I think having, I don't think it occurred to me at the time when I read this as a kid, but rereading it, I think it skirts quite a clever line because you don't really know if this is what they're actually thinking or whether it's or this is what she fears that they think. Yeah, because the, I mean, I, maybe, I mean, fat phobia was a lot worse than it is even now in the 90s. Like, now it's not good. But I just think, like, would you really look at your daughter and be like, what a fucking fat fingered fuck like I don't think you'd no, think that you might occasionally have an unkind thought about someone that you wouldn't say out loud but you wouldn't think only horrible things about them I'm just thinking of the people I love in my life and I don't think horrible things about them on the regs like that like what a horrible world for you to live in yeah you generally like gaze at them and be like I love you <laughs> apart from that time when my mum did look at me and say you used to be lovely <laughs> but then she said it out loud so <laughs> So fuck what's in her head that she's not saying. <laughs> she was correct. <laughs> um, so she goes to take it off because she would, of course. Um, but guess what? It is stuck. So she goes to her dad's house, and I'm going to read what happens there. Um, da, 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 they say the ring is really nice, and her stepmom says, God knows how they could afford that. Louise is always bleating on that Brian doesn't pay enough maintenance for Kate, but that must have set them back a couple hundred. Um, what a little liar she is. I suppose Louise told her to say that. And you're like, I guess you're right. That could just be what she worries mm. that her stepmom is thinking about her. Because she already worries that they don't like her. Yeah. And that, yeah, she gets more boring by the month. I shall have to mention it to Louise. She doesn't seem to have any idea how to behave or have fun. Like, these are all anxieties. Also, she, how are you going to mention that she gets more boring? Listen, <laughs> do you know that you've got more boring? Do you know our kid's boring? Do you want to do something about that? <laughs> <laughs> Could you get some hobbies for this uh, little mm. tyke? Um, so basically, it's, it's horrible. And she responds to everyone's thoughts as if they're out loud. So everyone reacts as if she's mad. Mm. Um, yeah, like, there's, an, there's another bit I'm going to read out. 
Yeah, because nobody seems like uncomfortable really whereas I feel like if if I thought something unkind about someone and then they said it back to me I would be like oh my fucking god did I just say that out loud and they don't do that which is what makes me think is she just imagining it then yeah I guess there's three options here one is that it's really happening and they're just good liars two is that she is imagining it imagining it um or three is that it's so subconscious that they don't know they're thinking it Mm. and she's like hearing their underscored hatred of her that they don't even recognise as like an active thing. I've just made that really horrible, haven't I? That's, That's like the horrible. worst one. <laughs> That's the worst one, yeah. Whereas they think that they like her, but they really don't. Yeah. Which one are we going to go with? I mean, I think the story wants us to think... Well, at first I thought the story wants us to think that it's she's hearing their thoughts, but I don't know, on a reread, I'm like... I think it's her. Yeah. I think Kate is hearing in her head what she fears they think. Because because the thoughts don't really give... Well, maybe her friend does, but the thoughts don't give her any new information, if you see what I mean. Except the one thing that her friend thinks, which she might have suspected anyway. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, and like her, like the mum as well. How dare he criticise me because she's not very sociable. It doesn't come from my side of the family. His mother wouldn't step outside her own front door from one year's end to the next. I wonder how I could have had such an uninteresting daughter. Like, they're not really what you, how you think either, are they? I don't think so. I mean, that just could be bad writing, that someone's, like, Maybe. thoughts just appear fully, <laughs> fully I, I think it's actually quite scary to think that it's just her. Yeah. It's, like, her anxieties. I guess it's a story about social anxiety, that she's worried that they don't really like her. And then you've got an interesting thing about, like, class in it as well, because she, you know, they can't afford more than 20 quid for a gift for their daughter and stepdaughter. Um but then like she gets this thing and then maybe it's like well I don't feel good enough for this mm. so then because it is like a beautiful antique like real ring um, so then maybe it's that like yeah, have you ever been into a really posh shop yeah and like you, shops they where hate you have you. to ring the doorbell oh I've never been in that posh of a shop I'm not even allowed to know those shops <laughs> exist <laughs> I hate, I've only been in a few like that like a lot of wedding shops are like that you have to ring a doorbell and then they come and I don't know, look at you and decide if you can come in. Yeah. It's horrible. I, I have to say, before we got married, not me, not before me and you got married, before <laughs> me and my wife got married, um, that's in the future. I'm going to ask you soon. Don't worry. I got you a ring. It's red with little diamond chips in it. That's what the Patreon money's going towards. <laughs> so before I got married, I went and looked around loads of wedding dress shops and I found the whole thing such a horrendous experience. I just went and got myself like a it's not it's not real silk like a grey long silky dress from H&M <laughs> and wore that with like a feather cape so it I didn't even have a wedding dress because I just found the whole thing so horrific I have been to um, a couple of like wedding fair things with people who are going to get married and they're just like my literal idea of hell yeah my what I really like though I've got this kind of weird dream whereby like I I'm 33 years old now. I say I'm a functioning adult, but I essentially look like a scruff, right? Like I don't think so. I think I mean I'm wearing you just like look an normal old to me. jumper. Like I don't really dress up. You are wearing almost entirely your boyfriend's clothes. Yeah, apart from these jeans, which if they were David's, they would fall off down my ankles. But I I don't really get much posher than this. And if I do dress up, I feel really uncomfortable. Um, and I have a dream that one day I'll have enough money to go into the really fancy places, dress like absolute shit and force them to like serve me like that's when you're really rich is yeah. when you look like you're poor but you're actually very rich and you can get away with it i um i stayed at a five-star hotel once in the paris opera district um because 
a person that I was working for who is a multimillionaire <laughs> put me up in that hotel mm-hmm. for like a work thing um, and I walked in and the gu- a guy came up to me at the door and was like trying to take my bag off me and I was like fighting him like <laughs> what are you doing and he was like no I'll take it and I was like oh okay and then <laughs> you like he's stealing my bag <laughs> but I'm always like I always say, like, I am the kind of person who would drink champagne from, like, dawn till dusk, except I'm born in the wrong lifestyle and body. Um, and I was like, oh, look at this. I'm in this fucking fancy hotel. And we had a work meeting after a dinner in the lobby of this beautiful hotel. And then they went to bed. And I was like, I'm going to stay up and write, like, like a fancy writer woman. And I was like, bring me whatever your favorite gin is. And the gin was, like, 45 euros. And I was like... For one gin? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I guess this is me for the next four hours sitting here with this warm <laughs> Better gin. Better earn this gin. <laughs> but I felt like I should have been there, you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, maybe if I had had a ring, I would have been hearing my own horrible thoughts. Maybe. Then. So let's go with that she's hearing her own anxieties, and this makes the ending even worse. Here's the ending. <clears throat> oh, well, we should say the, the thing I was talking about with her friend is that she goes to visit her friend who thinks, oh, wish she'd go away because this boy is coming around and it's the boy that Kate likes yeah but she could have just feared that yeah she didn't have to know it Mm -hmm. but even if she did just fear all this here's the end it was her mother who found Kate lying dead and cold on the kitchen floor the next morning no one had ever worked out what she was doing down in the kitchen in the middle of the night or how she came to sever the ring of her right uh, the ring finger of her right hand nearly in two with one of the kitchen knives but in the end it was decided that it must have been something to do with her fever she was just hot (laughs) The actual cause of death was a combination of loss of blood and a shock to the nervous system, and everyone was totally devastated. It's a mystery. No one was ever able to find the much-coveted birthday ring that they had bought her, as her mother told anyone who'd listen. Oh, sorry, that had bought her such happiness on the last days on Earth. Oh. Mm. And then it ends with an, an epilogue. With another couple coming into the window. Well, not coming into the window. Uh, coming into the shop, having seen the ring in the window and wanting it. And... Can you imagine cutting off your own fucking finger? No. Like, my God. With like a kitchen knife as well. I'm seeing bread knife, which makes it worse because it's serration. Oh yeah, I was imagining like a big chopper, big chopping well, knife. You're, aren't you always imagining a big, a big chopper? I love a big chopper. So did you think this was good? I think because I loved it so much as a kid, when I came back to it, I was like, oh, this story's gonna be great. And I actually thought it was a bit naff, but I think if I came to it fresh, I would think it was a pretty good story. And actually, I really, I prefer our interpretation that she's just hearing her own fears. I agree. I think I, that's made me, oh, pardon me, like it even more. But first burp of the audio devs. First burp, congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the quickening of my burps. Uh, I would give it maybe a four even. Yeah. Okay, I agree. A four. I thought it was pretty horrible. How about good, bad? And like, it's a good sort of, classic story you know mm. it's got like a good sh- structure yeah good shape a good shape mm-hmm. how about good bad i didn't really think it was good bad two mm. even one it wasn't really good bad no let's give it a two mm-hmm. i like that just because it was it's it's got a sort of classic cheese but in a good way <laughs> classic it's got <laughs> I was good, good look cheddar. at me trying to name a cheese a i was cheddar. like gruyere is that one Ooh. right have why I, is that the one that came to mind have i ever told you my cheese joke no oh, go on what type you can have this one for free listeners what as if my other jokes are worth money what type of cheese would you use to entice a bear come on bear yay 
So if you want more cheese jokes, <laughs> you can find us. I have actually got more cheese jokes. So you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Um, and if you want to pay us to never have Kirsty say another one of our cheese jokes, <laughs> which I can make happen, you can do that. The more Patreon. money, the fewer jokes I'll do. <laughs> we should have started this from the beginning. <laughs> um, you can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast um, and just make a note of uh, anti-cheese in your... <laughs> in your Pro-cheese or anti-cheese? <laughs> um, and tomorrow we're doing the third. No, sorry, we're doing the 13th. It's the final, final day final episode and we're doing bone meal oh. by john gordon gordon yes is that correct it is cool um which i have got things to say Ooh. yeah see you tomorrow